Hey everyone, welcome back to the BioNexus Health podcast series. Today we will be speaking with Deborah. Deborah is a mother of two, and all three of them, her daughter, her son, and herself, have been through tremendous hardship with the mold exposure, mycotoxins, uh, biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, co-infections, and uh, it has been quite a journey. So let me let Deborah tell you all about her road to recovery. Welcome to the BioNexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jodi A. Dashaw, who holds a PhD in integrative medicine, is board certified in integrative pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician and author. And now here's your host of BioNexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jodi A. Dashaw. So I would love to welcome Deborah to today's podcast. Hi, Deborah. How are you doing today? Hi, Dr. Dashaw. Doing well. Thank you. Good. Good to see you again. You too. So thank you for agreeing to do the podcast today. You know, as you know, uh, I have patients in uh, more than 89 countries now. And, you know, when uh, mom, moms and dads speak out about healing and the possibilities, um, it is very encouraging, gives a lot of hope to many watching. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. If if our story can help one other person, that makes us happy. Awesome. So you've you've been through so much. I mean, it's <clears throat> almost like the, the the case of the never-ending mold finding, you know, one yes. spot after another. Um, so can we start with the with your son's journey? I think that's how you found me, you know, trying to get answers for him. Yes. And right. And you didn't find any. And then you found me and then, you know, things. So I'll, I'll just let you have the floor. <clears throat> OK, so it was um, January of 2018. So over five and a half years ago that his journey began and it, it started with um, terrible stomach aches. And we thought it was uh, just the flu because it started with the flu. And next thing we knew, he had um, debilitating pain and he was really pale and he he was hunched over like an old man. He couldn't walk. And, you know, suddenly he was out of school and we had no answers. We went to so many conventional doctors, the pediatrician, the pediatric GI specialist, and nobody could give us answers. Uh, and it was so frustrating. He had a endoscopy, you know, at 12 years old. Uh, colonoscopy, still no answers. They said everything was fine. So after several months of um, just conventional medications, I guess, to try and treat the pain, they said he had stomach migraines. Uh, they wanted him to go back to school, but he, oh, yes. he yes, could I'm not sorry. function. Yeah, 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 I remember that. You know, that was a very interesting term that you used when I first saw you was, you know, um, stomach migraines. That that was the diagnosis. It reminded me, you know, when, when Brian was given, you know, he had head shakes, eye blinking, vocal tics, and the, the diagnosis given to him was a chronic childhood motor tic syndrome. Like, what the heck is that? I mean, you know, how does that help? Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. So they took it so far that the, the doctor said, Sean, you belong in school. 
I'm not writing you any more notes. What are you supposed to do with that? Like as a parent, you just, you want to cry. And the poor kid felt helpless. He wasn't making it up. You know, they, they were telling him it was in his head and it wasn't in his head. So clearly that was not the road for us. So we left conventional medicine and <clears throat> lucky for us, um, a local chiropractor and friend that also was a patient of yours referred us to you. So we are forever grateful to her and to you. So, yeah. So our journey began with you in May of 2018. Yes. Yes. I, I remember seeing you guys in my office in person back then. Yeah. And I think by that time, Sean had also had um, striations like on different parts of his body. And we, did, we had no idea what that was either, like the purple marks and things. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So additional things were beginning to emerge. And of course, you know, conventionally, not too many uh, physicians are aware of uh, Lyme disease, Bartonella marks, right? The right. striations. Yeah. Now, um, I recall, I mean, you know, we did a, a, a lot of new testing, which, which had never been done before. We mm -hmm. dug really deep and we found, um, you know, uh, lots of triggers, infections, toxins uh, for Sean. And we started treating him in the beginning. He did really well. Yeah. You know, uh, went back to school and then he relapsed. And then, you know, you, so can you, can you say a little bit about that? I think he did really well, recovered well after a long time. And then uh, mold investigation was going on and then there was a relapse. So I'll, I'll, you know. Uh, let yeah. You so, uh, you know, the, I have the timeline in my head, but it okay. was spring of seventh grade that all of this started for him. Started feeling better. Um, so he, he missed a lot of school that spring, <clears throat> felt better that summer, returned to sports, returned to school, mm. was doing really well, sustained a concussion at an ice hockey game in the fall of eighth grade. And that really, that kind of did him in. And little did we know at the time that the hockey rink may have been making him sick as well. So we, we didn't suspect that at all. He was feeling well. He was a normal kid. I mean, everything was going fine. Oh, right. Ice hockey. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that, that definitely brings mold into the picture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then um, around the same time, we moved to a new home, had no idea um, the problems we were going to encounter <laughs> until later, until we started discovering more things going wrong. Um, so he was in and out of school. <clears throat> then when he started high school in ninth grade, he went to school for one month and completely crashed. So uh, it was just, you know, we think it was the building making him sick, but he, he never returned there. He hasn't gone back there. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, you know, he tried twice. He tried twice. Plan. Yeah. Over four years, he tried twice to go back to school and it just, he couldn't do it. Yes. You know, Sean is the extremely sensitive one in your family, you know, uh, yourself and your uh, daughter um, did well. I remember, you know, all of uh, the, the two of your, your labs kept coming back better and better. And we just, right, you know, we just kept reducing your treatment little by little. And, uh, you know, here's, here's the interesting part, right? If, if you could take us through 
your uh, mold remediation. Like mm-hmm. first it was the basement and then, you know, the, um, the mold remediation professional left. And then it, apparently it still wasn't finished. There was something else in the closet. Then he came back, found more, then left again. Then again, came back for the kitchen and then left and then came back for Sean's room, the windows or something. So can you uh, <laughs> elaborate on that a little? Yes. Um, so we moved in this home in uh, December of 2015. So we've been here almost eight years, I think. And when we moved in, it was it was uh, fully carpeted. Um, uh, you know, even the basement had had some kind of Berber carpet down. And, you know, we... We made it into a nice family room, a play area. The kids were down there all the time. We, you know, we, a couple months after we moved in, we did have a water leak from the window. We found a crack in the foundation. So the carpeting had gotten all wet. So we came in, we had someone open the wall. We treated that. Uh, we fixed that, um, treated the carpet. Didn't rip the carpet out at the time because, you know, we dried it out. We thought it was okay. We didn't, we didn't know. We didn't know what we know today. Um, in addition, be, right before we moved in, we found out that there was some mold on the humidifier panels that uh, served the duct work in the whole house. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, so I, I should elaborate a bit for those watching. Uh, humidifier. Okay, so Deborah humidifier. said humidifier. She did right. not say dehumidifier. So that's the difference. You know, many homes here in the north, northeast, in cold climates, during the winter time. Because of the heat, it gets very dry inside the house. So uh, one of the one of the solutions suggested is to have a humidifier attached to the heating section of your furnace. And you know, a humidifier anywhere you hear the word humidity, that means humidity. You know, it means moisture. And the, the filters get pretty disgusting. I remember I had the, the same issue with my house here when we first bought it. So oftentimes, you know, check your furnace when you move into a new place and never ever by choice install, a, you know, a humidifier that is directly connected to the ducts and it blows everything into the entire home through your vents. So when we moved in, the home was 10 years old. Oh, it. When, okay. when they opened the humidifier panels, they were black. They were oh, gosh. Mold. Yes. We had a home inspection and the mold inspector found it at that time. It was not recommended. They told us, we'll clean this and you know we'll clean inside the furnaces, but it's not necessary to clean all your ductwork. Not necessary was what they told me. So who knows how long those spores were blown around this house you know, with the water, with the humidity, into the carpets. Oh, it's a disaster. So not long after we moved in, everyone started feeling ill. Even myself, I started having heart issues. And I'm sure it was directly related to that. Um, but yeah, so so as we went along the process and started working with you, we learned more and more, okay, let's rip out all the carpets. Let's have the ducts cleaned. Let's um, have a whole house inspection because we just weren't feeling well. And it just kept going. The more we looked, the more things we found. Behind walls, under sinks, um, under window cells. Like we cut open some walls and found some issues under our windows, so. 
there was a lot to do. Then we had a major water leak. The um, water line to the refrigerator broke and we didn't know it. And that had all leaked into the basement and water was sitting there for at least two days. So by the time the mold remediation company had come, I mean, everything was, they had to rip everything out. So it's it's been a lot with this house. It has been certainly yeah. your your entire kitchen, the rooms, the carpeting, the flooring, the basement yeah. a couple times now. Yep. So um, so finally, after all of that effort, I, I remember you even tried having Sean uh, live in, in an RV. Yes. On your driveway. Yes. Yes. We we took the step. We found a, a new RV. We let it off gas for like a month put air cleaners in there and then we put him in there for nine or 10 weeks and it started to make a difference. He started to feel better. So it was that time we said, let's take a closer look at the home. And sure enough, there was some basement closet where the ductwork had um, disconnected and cold air was just blowing into this small area creating mold. And that was the duct that fed his bedroom. So we oh, that fed his bedroom. Mm -hmm. Oh goodness! So we think more mold, mold was blowing into his room directly, right? And you know, uh, Sean has also been very EMF sensitive. In in fact, you know, you you were never able to uh, bring the EMF protection all the way uh, up to all all the levels for him, right? Which right. which is commonly seen in people who are severely, you know, genetically predisposed. Then there is Lyme. Then Sean had the Bartonella striations as well. Mm -hmm. And so uh, finally, he, you know, our um, athletic Sean is uh, doing much better now. So much better. So much better. Yeah. Um, when he went back to school, he did, he did try going back to school after COVID. So after the pandemic and schools reopened, he went back. He tried for a mother, another month and that was not good. Um, it just, he couldn't do it. Again, he got so sick, he ended up in bed for eight months. So he missed his entire um, 11th grade. So he's a year behind in school now, but took him home. You know, the house is now clean. His body's now clean and he's, he's doing fantastic now. So it's been a long five and a half years, but he is now, um, doing so well. We're so happy and so proud of him. Yes. And he's, he's remained positive through the whole experience. Sean is amazing after having gone through all that, my goodness. And you are, you are a badass mom, right? <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to your kids, there's no stopping a mom. You do what you have to do. Absolutely. I'm with you there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So now he's um, applying to colleges. He's finishing his senior year work all from home. So he has not had your typical high school experience. You know, he didn't create the friendships and have the activities that he had, but his determination was great and his grades are excellent. So we think he has, you know, good thing, good things ahead. How have you been? Doing okay. Doing better. Um, we learned so much from Sean uh, when we suspected that he had the lime and the mold. You know, you said, well, you you should get tested and you should have your daughter tested. And we all tested positive for the same thing. So it's, you know, it's been a long journey for all three of us. So I guess these things, you know, the genetics is there. So Right. 
if right. one has it, you know, likely more have it. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, that's, that's the similarity you and I have is because of our sons, we got better. Yeah. Yes. That's, you know, if it wasn't for Brian, I, I would never have known about gestational transfer of Lyme and that all of my uh, misdiagnoses, I mean, you know, MS, um, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, arthritis, they, it's all gone. Like, you know, waking up with crazy swollen fingers, swollen mm -hmm. eyes, aches and pains everywhere, cardiac symptoms, anxiety, depression, all of the above. I had all the same things. And and for years had no answers. Right. I had no idea what the problem was. Um, I knew my mom was a diabetic and her mom. I, I said, I you know, I don't I don't want that. I, I hope this is avoidable. And my brother was diagnosed with the same thing at age 40. And I'm 50 now, and luckily I've, you know, hopefully with all these treatments that we've managed to avoid it for me because, you know, that's, it's tough. It's all related. It is most certainly, you know, hormonal uh, dysregulation, digestive issues, or it, it is all interrelated for sure. Yes. I mean, especially when you're dealing with um, mycotoxins and tick-borne infections. Right. It's a very heavy combination to go through, but you're here, you know, you're um, building a new future. I mean, literally building a new future. Absolutely. <laughs> That's, yeah. And, and a couple of years ago, I couldn't do the things I'm doing now. So, you know, I'm back out doing field work, doing the things I love. I ride my bike a couple of times a week. I hike, I take the dogs out. I mean, it's, it's incredible. You travel internationally, right? You know, yes. no, no, no cardiac issues. You're, you're even having many, many cheat days. I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it feels great. I mean, it, it feels good to feel good again. Yes. So, yeah, we're so happy. Um, yeah. So, you know, what, what lies ahead, we have, we have no idea, but hopefully, hopefully all good things. And I, I used to be very afraid. Like when we, when this process first started, I, I didn't understand a lot of it and I was afraid to go outside. I didn't want to get another tick bite. Um, I was afraid to travel because I felt like everywhere we went was moldy and a lot of places are moldy, but if you take proper precautions, you know, now we travel with air cleaners in our nasal spray and, you know, whatever other precautions or binders, whatever else we need to keep ourselves safe. That's what we do. But life doesn't stop. I mean, we don't want to live in fear. And Sean says that every day. I'm, I love that you mentioned that exactly. You know, you, you, you know, life goes on, life happens. You have to keep going. You may have a couple of days of relapse, but so what? You know, you need to live your life. You cannot live in fear because you know what happens? The more fearful you are, the more your fears will manifest. Yes, exactly. And stress is not good for any of this. So, you know, we just take one day at a time and live life to the fullest because you just, you don't know. Yes. So. And uh, we achieved <clears throat> we achieved this in a all-natural plant-based herbal treatment. You know, I know you had to, uh, almost everyone needs to increase the herbals little by little. 
you know, until the, <clears throat> sorry, it's all this rain we are having, Deborah. Yes. <laughs> it's relentless. It is. <clears throat> oh my gosh. I hope, you know, nothing else is going on. <laughs> But yes, I've I've got my um, fall and winter uh, herbal protocol ready to go. I think I need to do my herbal cocktail this morning. You know, I haven't <laughs> done mine yet. Yes. So, um, did you learn a lot about uh, plant based approach, herbal medicine as well? I did. I I knew nothing about those things. You know, that's not what insurance promotes. That's not what conventional doctors talk about. So, you know, I learned so much when, when we met and really got a whole new education on things. So there are, I'm, I'm glad there's different approaches because with Sean's also, Sean also had um, leaky gut and GI issues and we didn't think conventional antibiotics would have been the right choice for him with all that he had going on. So he did just the herbals and, and it seemed to work well for him. Any parting words you would like to say to uh, mothers and fathers out there that have been struggling for a couple of years? Yeah, um, you know your child best. Don't let um, anyone tell you that you're wrong because if you suspect that something's not right, you are probably right. So, you know, keep, you know, keep moving ahead, you know, keep your heads up and just, you know, advocate for your child. That's the best thing you can do. Beautifully said, advocate for your child. Yes. Yeah, because, you know, hardly anyone else will. Exactly. All right. Fantastic. Well, you know, um, I appreciate you being here. It's uh, it's a weekend and uh, thank you for your time. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad everyone is doing well. Um, and I'm sure I'll, I'll see you soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Deshore. It's always a pleasure, Deborah. Have a good day. So on that happy and positive note of um, success, an entire family's success, I would like to end today's podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. And I will see you at the next episode of the BioNexus Health Podcast. Until then... Keep smiling. Namaste. Thank you for joining Master Herbalist Dr. Jody A. Dashaw, Director of the BioNexus Health Clinic and BioNexus Herbals, on the BioNexus Health Podcast, where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. Please help us grow our message by subscribing to our podcast channel and sharing the podcast on your social networks. For more information visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider. Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugged. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.